welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be bringing on none other than Freylein from Twitch, who's going to be chatting with us all about charities with St. Jude's uh, Child Hospital, as well as the Sea of Fashion show that we just finished up this weekend, where we raised quite a bit of money to help out with the Sea of Thieves uh, St. Jude charity. We're going to be doing a lot of conversing about costumes versus cosmetics and being able to say like what's good what's bad what can be changed what can we look forward to in the future and we did get a patch this week so i wanted to go into the details about that patch because it is kind of important it talks a lot about the reaper's bones uh reputation as well as athena fortune or athena's fortune uh emissary grades a lot of information that you guys should know going into the next week and in the future to understand how much reputation has fluctuated with the different with the different changes and if it's going to impact your gold so there's a lot to talk about and we're going to get into it so pirates with without further ado i bring to you freyline yeah so um i I wanted to to bring you on like i mentioned because we were doing the sea of fashion stuff uh but Last week, I had uh, Craig Kaufman on uh, to to talk about accessibility and able gamers, and that was really well. Love Craig. Yeah, Craig's great. I uh, had a great time, and I'm I'm glad that he was able to because uh, he had just had that surgery, and um, his voice was was like it was kind of wanted to make sure that um, he didn't lose his voice while we were talking, and. Uh, it worked out great. And I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, who am I going to have on next? And as we were doing the Sea of Thieves, uh, Sea of Fashion stuff, one of my buddies, uh, Chris Johnson, reached out to me and, and told me, and, and he was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not too sold on the costume idea. And I was thinking, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's a fair criticism. I, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. And then I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, we're doing the Sea of Fashion stuff and Freyline's kind of heading that up. So, I mean, what better what better person to have on than the host of the the Sea of Fashion show for St. Jude Charity? So, um, to kind of start off, uh, I wanted to get get people to get to kind of know who you are. So, uh, for for you, like when when did you start getting into gaming, and also how did you get involved with uh, Sea of Thieves? So, um, I started playing. Well, gaming in general, I started gaming when I was super, super young. Um, I wasn't allowed to have a console. Uh, I was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I, PC, I played PC games like on the Sneak Sneak. And I started with like Myst and we're in time as Carmen Sandiego and those sorts of games. And then I graduated to uh, first person shooters and Counter-Strike and all that stuff later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Sea of Thieves probably like three weeks right after I had first um, started streaming. And that was April, 2018. And I pretty much went from Overwatch straight into Sea of Thieves and never looked back. Oh, wow. um, I love this game. I love this community. It's become family. Um, yeah. And the Sea of Thieves community is truly just amazing in all aspects. Who would have ever thought that a pirate game could bring so many people together for good yeah it's 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 
I think it's the fantasy aspect of it. And, and because we're our own characters, you know, I, I played a lot of World of Warcraft and there's there's a lot of role playing involved with that. Um, but when if you look at like Overwatch, you have kind of preset characters and people can interact, interchange in them and stuff. So it's not really ever personal. But with Sea of Thieves, it's like your pirate is kind of your pirate. So it's it's kind of cool when you see someone because that's that's what they decided they wanted to look like in the game. And, and they picked it for for a multitude of reasons. But Ah, funny story. So go ahead, because I'm curious about this story. <laughs> uh, so you'll notice that my pirate is a male pirate. Yeah, I was really surprised about that. So how did how did what was the the reasoning behind? Um, what was the reasoning behind? Uh, that? well, basically there was no reasoning. Um, it was more of a matter of uh, not knowing that you could go on to the next wheel when we first opened the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, very, very common. Um, I basically chose the best looking pirate that I could see on that wheel, and it happened to be this really beefy, like buff dude, and I just fell in love with him and. So many when they came out with the changing um when you could change your character I was just like I don't think I could do it to him like he's he's a, he is me you know in a sense and like it's so funny cuz I know there are a lot of other people who had the similar circumstance and after they were given the opportunity to change they decided no they've become too attached like me Do you think if uh if you had the option earlier on in your pirating life that you would have taken it? If it was like maybe the second week, maybe. So pretty early on you got you got pretty attached to him. Oh yeah. Like I mean, it just became this amazing like kind of part of of my play as and and also my content because i think the funniest part is like everybody's always like oh there's this guys boarding right now and then, yeah. and then there's me <laughs> it's like the ultimate reverse trap I think it's funny. <laughs> and so that is the it's funny you bring that up because a lot of times in other games there's a, a stigma or or a reaction when somebody finds out that that they're playing against a girl and and sometimes the most satisfying part is when you actually get to to beat someone you get to sing someone and then they find out that you're a girl and then they really have to kind of cope with their their inner masculinity uh and their 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 inability to comprehend that so it's it's kind of funny that they think oh well it's all right because i was beaten by another guy and then come to find out it's not a guy and then they have to sit Mm -hmm. there and wrestle with it and if if you're listening and you're that person, get over it. Just get over it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, uh, it's it's fun to kind of have that that satisfaction. I can imagine is probably entertaining. So oh, definitely. I mean, I've been a female gamer for eight, fifteen plus years. Yeah. Um, so you've been around. Yeah, I've heard it all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what's awesome about Sea of Thieves, especially, and and this community is. It's like exactly what the pirate code says. There's 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 of course, there's those bad seeds, but for the most part, the majority of the Sea of Thieves community, um, I think, really do live up to the values. At least that's what my experience has been. And um, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just awesome. Yeah, it, it's true. All crews are equal. Treat every, every pirate the same, you know, uh, it's, it's all about just the glory of it. You know, everyone's welcome. And that's, that's kind of why I've been wanting to bring on, uh, since I started taking on guests, I've been trying hard to make sure that I have a relatively equal balance between, uh, male and female guests. Cause it's important that it, it, everyone in the community gets representative, whether you're, whether you're uh, heterosexual or homosexual, whether you're, you're bi or bi curious or, you know, you're trans, yeah, trans, anyone, uh, yeah. abled, um, disabled, male, female, doesn't matter to me. I, I would, I would, everyone can game. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like you were saying, it's, it's every, everyone has an opportunity to enjoy themselves. And, and the more people that get to do that, especially with Sea of Thieves, I think the better, the better we are for it. And, uh, but, um, so you've been playing Sea of Thieves for a bit and you said you started streaming. And one of the things that I've, I've noticed with you is you, you were very, very passionate about charity streaming. And there's a few people uh, like uh, Shockwave who are 100% charity streamers. Um, with your charity, St. Jude, uh, what pushed you to that charity versus like uh, uh, animal animal protection or, or animal care and or, or uh, rainforest deforestation? Yeah. Like, what would decided to to kind of go towards St. Jude over other ones? Well. We do raise money for a lot of charities. Um, I'll start with that. Since October, Hearts of Gold Fleet has raised over $28,000, $29,000 for various charities. So each quarter we kind of, or at first it was monthly, which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but each quarter we, we've done an event for a charity that, um, and I am the one who usually chooses the charity. I choose it based on um, what's close to my heart and I do a lot of research and I, I, I make sure that the charity that I'm picking is, is like a reputable charity. There is actually, um, uh, websites that rate charity based on their transparency and everything. Yeah. Um, St. Jude is an amazing, amazing charity and hospital. And what they do there is, is just it's in incredibly important work and, and no one else is doing it. There's nowhere in the world where people are, are, are not charged anything and they can bring their sick child and they'll get treated for free and the family will be housed. And they're also incredibly transparent about where all funds go. Yeah. Um, it's just, and, and the thing that gets me the most about St. Jude is it's an American-based hospital, but they share their knowledge and the research that they do uh, for cancer with hospitals all over the world. So not only is, are the donations going towards saving kids' lives, but they're going towards saving lives all over the world. And to me, that's, that's what's most important is, is is bringing everybody together for this very, very important reason. And in my own life, um, I've lost both parents and my adoptive parent, um, various reasons. Um, my grandmother was my adoptive parent and she passed away from cancer. I've seen firsthand what cancer can do. We all have somebody. Um, and it takes, it takes, you know, a group of people to come up and say, okay, you know, let's do something about this. Let's let's get something together. Let's give real change. And 
Twitch really gave me that platform to do it. And it's like for the first, I'm getting emotional. Sorry. No, you're fine. For the first time in my life, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And um, kind of like I found my calling. And the fact that so many people are, are inspired and able to raise money for charity, and maybe they never considered it before from the events that we're running. Um, it's just inspiring and it's just humbling and it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Sorry if that was a winded answer. No, no, that's why I wanted you on. I wanted to, to have people get an idea of, of why it's so important, uh, which a lot of people, especially myself, uh, when given the opportunity, I try to donate what I can. I'm, I'm not always able to give as much as I would love to because of, of where my income level is and, and trying to make sure that I take care of my family uh, as well, but it absolutely see, I always tell people, and I don't mean to interrupt, but I always tell people like, you do not have to donate to make a difference for charity. You do not have to be a huge broadcaster. You do not have to have all this crazy, amazing clout or whatever. Um, literally starting the conversation, um, talking to people, using your platform for good to, share it with people and share it with the world and these important causes that, you know, people may not be aware about. And regardless of whether you raise a dollar, zero dollars or $10,000, uh, every little bit counts. And it takes people to re people realizing that it doesn't matter. Oh, I can't do this. Or, you know, I'll never be able to raise a lot. Like go for it. You can do it. It takes people realizing that they can make a difference in the world to take that step. And you don't have to have money to do that. And it's just amazing. It's true. It's a hundred percent true. And, and just like today, uh, going into the, the sea of fashion that we did, um, and, and, and having the, the fashion show, the fashion show was a way to draw people in. Uh, the, the goal of it was, is we wanted to, to do a charity raising event in Sea of Thieves and kind of cater it around the idea of uh, pirates coming up with different costumes around themes that judges were going to, to judge based off of that. And it was absolutely amazing for, for us to have this happen. Uh, the goal was $1,000 for the, the few hours that we're, we were gonna be uh, going through it. We, we blew well past that. We got over $1,500, if I recall, uh, for that. The entire team raised over $6,400. Wow. Um, you know, we did start the campaign before today, but I, I, I don't have the exact numbers, but the whole campaign right now, I'm looking it up. Mm -hmm. um, the team's at six thousand five hundred and forty-six dollars for for Saint Jude. That's amazing. That and that's amazing support from the community. A whole bunch of whole bunch of people coming together. You know, it doesn't matter whether it was a dollar, five dollars, or like I said, six thousand. You know, everybody coming together is what makes that difference. It makes it possible. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I was really happy to see uh, my community come out and donate what they could. Um, I I am not a big streamer. I mostly do this podcast as my way of of uh, kind of spreading the word about Seathies because that's where I feel the most comfortable. Um, but even even with the the small amount of streaming that I did, just the 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 show out that I had or the show up the the I can't even think of what that is. The people that showed up for the the stream and donated. 
so awesome. And, and thanks to you and thanks to rare, uh, for getting us, uh, codes for the, the obsidian six pack, John surprising, I think everyone with, uh, Oh, that was incredible. Yeah. Every, every participant of the sea of fashions event got a game code for sea of thieves and, that it's a to give to our communities yeah. yeah so it was it's awesome i've i've already got um one of my community members who uh wanted to get his brother into playing sea of thieves because he wanted him to have something to do so they could actually play together uh he's been trying to get him in and this is this is going to get him into the game and now i now i get to know that there's a, a pair of brothers that are in the community um that they get to join each other during this time where you don't always get to go visit people uh until things get a little bit safer for everyone so the that too that's a huge reason why sea of thieves is amazing because it allowed us to run a charity event with like 15 plus people together. Like yeah. that a lot of other games don't even offer that, let alone like that no one can meet in public right now. So that's what's like truly awesome about this game is the fact that you could bring all these people together for a common goal and like you can truly play the game however you want. And we chose to do a charity fashion show with it. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And then that kind of with a uh, shout out to Carities for winning. She, she did an awesome job. Um, shout out to, to uh, the dread pirate Doug to help out, get the server and to John for joining for, for judging and, and just being a, a true gem. He, he is such a, a, a beautiful, beautiful gem in this world. And uh, to, to you to, to run it, to have everyone and to kind of give us this driving force. When you reached out, I was like, heck yeah, this sounds awesome. It's like one of my favorite things. Uh, Cambones from Sea of Fashion is someone that I've talked to uh, in the past about wanting to to have like specific costumes and stuff and, and uh, seeing what people come up with for different events and stuff. So um one of the reasons why this ties in so well with things that I wanted to talk about on the podcast is because uh, with the Ships of Fortune update, we got a real kind of taste of some of the the stuff that we're, we're probably going to see in the future of the game, which uh, is in reference to costumes. And costumes, a lot of people like the Reaper's costumes. A lot of people like the Merchants or the Order of Souls. Everyone kind of has their, their own one that they tend to, to lean on. Uh, but there's been a lot of folks that either that are either happy with it or they're kind of mixed on it. And I put a poll out there and I'm blanking on how many people actually voted. I'm going to see if I can pull that up real quick. Uh, but the majority of, well, not even the majority, actually, just under the majority of people said that they, uh, 48% said that they were happy with it. Uh, 14% said that they didn't like the costumes feature and 37.3% said that they, uh, that they, that they were kind of okay with it. And that was about 300 votes. So not, not a biggest pool, but uh, enough of an idea that, that people generally kind of like it. And most of the comments that I got from this, um, were that people were, were happy with it, that it added things that didn't come to the game through other means, but for the most part, they'd prefer to mix and match. And what I wanted to kind of bring you on and talk about, if you, if you don't mind speaking to it, is how do you feel after just doing a uh, see a fashion show 
uh, about cosmetics moving in the moving forward as a full complete outfit that you can't alter. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, you know, honestly, I, I've worn it once and I, 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 funny thing is I've heard rumors about the outfits. Like if you wear it, you get extra, uh, XP or, or whatnot, something like that. Mm -hmm. So there's also like kind of a bunch of like myths or, or things that are coming about regarding the costumes. To me, it kind of was reminiscent of like the tall tale when you had to do the, um, the morning star. Yep. You know, like the pre pre dawn outfit, which I do think is is pretty cool to have that that goes together. But ha I do agree that having it as a single costume, um, I I thought that there was a purpose to wearing all of it. Most of us come from backgrounds of like MMORPGs and whatnot, where obviously cosmetics or gear um, had an actual like number value of increasing your game. Sea of Thieves cosmetics are purely. Um, that cosmetic but they do add such a beautiful taste to the game yeah i think maybe having it having the outfits as combined for like a goal on a certain um voyage or whatnot would would kind of be cool like having it be a purpose for the outfit does that make sense yeah yeah it does and and you you brought up a really good example of what i think a lot of people liked about the tall tales because i remember playing through that and when you donned the morning star garb you realistically only had to put on one piece and you got that those contextual chat uh options with the different npcs um over at sanctuary i think it was sanctuary outpost yeah sanctuary outpost to to kind of talk about some of the the the, the crew of the morning star but if you just wanted to wear the hat you could just wear the hat you could just wear the pants if you wanted to and you could still kind of retain some of your pirate's character even though you were still kind of quote unquote donning a uh, disguise uh to kind of complete that tale and I feel like a lot of folks uh, that, that are happy with the cosmetics for what they bring as far as like earrings, glasses, uh, pouches, you know, rings, bracelets, things like that. They like that that's coming to the game, but without there being a clear defined uh, reason for actually wearing them beyond just the commendation. Because I, I remember there was um, some talk around what was going on with the the insiders that there was a possibility they were going to be doing something around like bonuses if you had everything on and you were really kind of really kind of like merchant alliancing it up. And um, it doesn't it doesn't seem like there's any kind of bonus or, or, or purpose to the costumes outside of just being cosmetics and it kind of really representing the role play aspect of being a part of that trade company. And from what it seems like, it uh, seems like a lot of people are kind of in that in that boat where they, they like the costumes. They think they look great, but they aren't too happy with not being able to retain things like uh their their hooks and their peg legs so i wanted to kind of read through some of the the replies that i got to this to this post because it was actually pretty charged as far as uh most of the polls that i put out there so thor von blitz said uh not really personally i'd much rather have or would have loved to see the current costumes but split into individual parts and the quote-unquote costume tab be a way to save and easily access your own outfit combinations like uh gto or gta um 
online or Animal Crossing. Uh, Animal Crossing actually does a great job of having that wand where you can individually pick what pieces you want and then save it as a as an outfit uh, or a loadout. Cat uh, Walker says, I enjoy them. Also, the fact that your normal pirate outfit is underneath, so it's a quick change to remove them. Early stages uh, yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing what others they bring. Would love to see the individual items available in the normal clothing inventory. Uh, Captain Dead Eyes Dre says, it's a fine concept, has a lot of scope that hasn't been fully explored yet. It's being held back by forcing certain elements, such as peg legs, hooks, eye patches. I only sort of like two of the current costumes. And then, of course, Drunken Bear uh, says, I like them. Mix and match would be cool. And optional hooks and peg legs. Also, what happened to the Bilgerat costume? Wouldn't mind one of those. So with you kind of heading up the Sea of Fashion, if all of our cosmetics in the game uh, were set up like costumes instead of the piecemeal uh, a la carte kind of style cosmetics, do you feel like a, a, a fashion show in the future would be as feasible if they started to move away from individual pieces? Oh, definitely not. It's the individual pieces that make it, um, you know, personal, like you said in the beginning. It's, I think a lot of pirates use the cosmetics in the game to kind of create an identity. Um, they even make stories behind it. Like, um, like uh, V, she, she, she's like, oh yeah, I lost my eye in a fishing accident. You know, like mm -hmm. it, we even create stories behind why it's that way. Um, I understand what they're saying when they are saying like it's a forced peg leg or hook, like, but they're chopping off your hand. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I think definitely the strongest part of the game would be the individuality and the um, kind of uh, allowance for just free reign with uh, cosmetic pieces. So I definitely think it would affect it. Would you be strongly? Would you be okay if they kept costumes in the game for future updates, but tried to tie it in more with uh, the actual lore of the game? So similar to the yes. Tall Tale, like they would they would do something kind of like that as opposed. One hundred percent. I I feel like there should be a purpose to using the outfit. It could couldn't be really a monetary gain because I understand where they're coming from that. You know, cosmetics really aren't going to give anybody a edge over anybody else. And that is something that the devs have stood by since day one of the game. Yeah. And I love them for that. And that's what makes this game wonderful, that you can pick it up at any point, um, you know, and not other people won't have an advantage in gear over mm -hmm. you. Um, that's a key integral part of the game. So tying in um, the costumes into something of the, the the missions or the voyages or the, the actual tall tale stories, that would be great because it would kind of give them context yeah, and more of a purpose and then also have a reason for people to wear them without giving anybody an actual like stat bonus or, um, you know, bonus to money. Yeah. How do you feel about, uh, so right now we, we tend to get a lot of cosmetics through weekly streams or giveaways, uh, Twitch loot, uh, uh, mix pots, things like that. And a lot of the time those are either ship liveries or equipment cosmetics, weapon loadouts. Very few of them have been actual clothing cosmetics. And, and in fact, I think the Obsidian set is the, the one that really kind of stands out in my mind. Uh, do you think that costumes would be a good way to supplant 
codes since it's one outfit, it's one item. I have three words. Okay. Black dog dress. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. There isn't a black dog dress. I've been asking. I know. I've been asking for one for years. Uh, my pirate funny story does not wear pants. Um, I have never worn pants except once, and that was because someone made me put the tuck outfit on. But um, I refuse to wear pants. So my whole thing is that my pirate wears dresses. Like even when I had pirate legend, I wore the pirate legend dress. Mm. I would die for a black dog dress um, because it ha we have the pants set. Well, I don't, but I would like the opportunity to get a dress. There's a lot of, uh, there's, I, I feel like there's still a lot of work that can be done uh, moving forward to really offer a, a, a wider breadth of costumes for females. And that's, I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up because that's something that personally I hadn't thought about, but you're a hundred percent right. We have pretty much all of the obsidian set except for a dress equivalent and, and mm -hmm. even multiple dress equivalents of that, you know, they, there's a, there's, I think that it's a great opportunity for, sorry, I mean, no, no, you're good. <laughs> it's a great opportunity for uh, rare. I think especially after sea of fashion um you know i know we're wanting to do something like this again i know a lot of people would be super interested in it um i think cosmetics because they don't give an actual like benefit over other things in the game um get overlooked and that's why you know when the grogs approached me with uh the event um because it is there it was their idea they ran an event like this um, similar to this. And uh, it, it really just displays like kind of that you can do more with the game. And and I think that this is would be great if, if more cosmetics came about through code giveaways, um, outfits, not like equipment. I think that would be amazing. And I definitely want my black dog dress if you're listening. Do it. I love you. Do it. Do it, you cowards. No, I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, there, there's a, a lot that a lot that goes in with this update that um, I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to dive into some of that. And something that was kind of surprising to me uh, beyond just the fact that John was able to give us a, a game code today for all of for our communities, Rare has actually done something similar. Uh, they've they've gone out. And uh, they've, they've actually, so if, if people aren't familiar, in the UK, they have the national healthcare system, which is uh, tax funded. It's their, their Medicare for all kind of system. And regardless of how you feel about it, the fact is, is that people have an opportunity to get the health care that they need uh, on the government's tab because of taxes. And right now, because of coconut fever, uh, really impacting a lot of hospitals. A lot of a lot of places are seeing the strain of people getting sick, and uh, us trying to help out with that. Rare has gone out and decided to gift anyone, anyone that has a, uh, a an email that can prove that they're part of the NHS system in the UK. They have the option of either getting Sea of Thieves or Rare Replay, and I I actually really love this. I, I love the idea that they. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. To think that anyone that wants to or knows someone that uh, is is working right now, they're going to want to have some off time when this is all said and done, and we don't have to worry about it as much. So 
why not do something that gives them a way to relax and enjoy themselves or, or, or just kind of play some games. A lot of, a lot of the gaming generation is at the point now where we're in most of the jobs, uh, our, our generation and having them give codes to see if these are rare replay to any of the workers for NHS is just, it's such a cool thing. Like I, I didn't realize that this thing was something that has been funded by the public since 1948. That was such a crazy idea that it's been going for, for almost for 72 years now, I think. So if I'm doing my math, right, 72 years, they've had the national healthcare system. And that's something that I hope a lot of people are able to, to kind of benefit from. And I know there's a lot of a lot of people that are on both sides of it, but just the fact that Rare's willing to do something like this really speaks to the the caliber of people that work at that studio and Microsoft for working with them to make sure that this is something that can be done as well. And some may may look at it and say, oh, well, that's of course they're just trying to get people to buy into the Sea of Thieves system, so they'll buy pets and 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 ship liveries and stuff. But at the end of the day, people just want to release from stress and have that stress relief and be able to jump into a game with someone or try something that they haven't. And if you're working a lot of the time, the last thing you want to do is have to think about, you know, you know, I've got all this, all these games that I want to play. What do I want to try? Oh, well, I got this free game from rare. What a, what a great chance to, to jump into it and then find the community where we are all pretty much very supportive of others. So I I love that they're doing this. I, I hope that other companies will take an opportunity to kind of cash in on on this this goodwill and and make similar efforts to help support a lot of the people that are out there uh, trying just to help others. Agreed, one hundred percent. It's just amazing, and so much credit to Rare. And honestly, I, I've been involved in the gaming scene for decades. Um, you know, I have worked with dev companies before and there is no one like Rare. No. Nobody in this industry. <laughs> and it is no. just, they are truly, <laughs> no pun intended, but a rare thing. Like, it's just amazing how how much love they have. And I, you know, I was talking with John and it's not even, because most, most devs, you know, they put up this wall and there's a barrier between them and the players. Mm-hmm. But with them, it's a conversation. It's not a monologue. Like they talk to the players, they talk to the content creators, they hear us, um, they hear the players. And, you know, I think a lot of people really need just to appreciate them for how giving and the fact that they're giving um, Sea of Thieves and Rare Play to anybody. Uh, what is it, NHS? Yeah. Yeah. So that's just incredible. Um, amazing because. Sea of Thieves is one of those games that are bringing people together during this, um, you know, pandemic and everything. And it's just one of those. <laughs> they're just amazing. Yeah, they're just amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Craig Duncan, who uh, who is who's he listens. And I and I just want to say, dude, you, you're amazing. The 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 company that you head is awesome. And I love all of the employees there. It's such a, a pleasure to be able to fly fly my flag uh under the under the rare umbrella and be able to say like hey you know i i've been playing games a long time i've I've been following a lot of companies and honestly there's no better company and and that's not to say that i don't have friends at other companies i i do and they're great 
but as a whole company for people that I don't know that well, I only know them through Twitter and through streams and stuff like that. Every single one of them, salt of the earth, kindest heart. I, I haven't run into anyone that's ever been snide or, or, uh, or dis disingenuous to me. So shout out to them. Absolutely. And like, it's just like gives credit. You could see it. It's all down the line. Like when you start something with the right attitude and the right heart, and when when people truly want to make a difference in the world, it shows. And that goes for Rare, that goes for the Sea of Thieves community, that goes for the charity work, everything. Yep, very true. But Freyline, we have some interesting news that came uh, as a result of this update. Um, I would say that this is, this is, so we, we got a patch just recently. It was about four or five gigs and it made some pretty impactful changes to the way reputation works and the way emissaries work. And I wanted to dive in, uh, into these with you because I, I think that someone who streams, you probably see a lot of the game and, and can kind of speak to how this, how your experiences have been with some of these, hopefully. And, um, I wanted to kind of dive in because some of the changes that came in are some that I think are going to really, really impact what people's expectations uh, currently are for gaining reputation. Like we've we've already had players reach uh, level seventy five in Reaper's Bones, and while this hasn't been the majority of people, there's definitely been some who have been using forts as a way to quickly uh, get up that that reputation level. And mix that with the emissary flag. It, it definitely seems like a lot of gold is being uh, handed around in the game, and it's it's something that I'm always kind of worried about with the economy of the game because I don't want new cosmetics to come out too overpriced for newer pirates, but still priced well enough that it's going to take a, a decent chunk out of the the deep pocketed pirates that are on the seas a lot. So. Uh, how, just to kind of get your, your feelings on this, how are you liking the emissary system so far? Are you pretty happy with it or are there some changes you'd like to see or that might've already been implemented? I absolutely love the emissary system. I think it gives, um, players that have been playing since day one and kind of already reached those milestones of 50, 50, 50, um, like something new. And, and I can't even tell you the excitement that I get that I feel when I see that little thing pop up on the screen and the little bar go around. I get so excited because so it feels good to like get that, um, that leveling again. I missed it, you know? Um, as far as changes, they made the changes necessary. I, I can tell you from my own experience, um, I only got to play really one. Saturdays are my big day to play. I do work full time. I stream part time. Um, and then I do the charity work too. So I basically have three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I did get to play, I got to play for like a good solid chunk with Mo of Vitamin V. Mm -hmm. And I made it from like level 10 Reapers to like level 45 in a day. Yeah. We, we hit Reapers 5 four to five times. I mean, we were straight up sinking people like for most of the day. And that is how we did it. I think maybe we did one for it. Um, but it was definitely quick. Uh, the way that it happened was really quick. I kind of wanted maybe a little more work on my part, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then they did make that patch and they implemented those changes. And afterwards I found that the leveling with emissary kind of, 
it was at a better pace. It it was it was paced in a, in a better way. Um, that first day when I got forty five levels in Reapers, uh, I made over a million dollars in a day, a million gold. Yeah. Whereas um, that's a pretty hard thing to to hit pre patch uh, before yeah, Ships of Fortune came 100%. out. Hundred hundred million gold was was not something that you could just easily easily pick up that would take a takeover that would take a server takeover and usually you would probably do around a million to like 2.5 depending on how long the takeover went but it would take an entire server working together not a single ship yep yeah so So i wanted to dive um, into to some of the patches unless there was anything that you wanted to kind of touch on no, go ahead. Okay, so uh, for the folks that didn't read the patch notes, uh, my heart goes out to you. I will do the hard work for you. In this patch, uh, cashing in emissary flags, the gold in Reaper's Bones reputation earned when cashing uh, in emissary flags at the Re- Reaper's Hideout has now been rebalanced. Although higher grade emissary flags now award less gold in reputation, lower grade emissary flags uh, award more. So basically what that's saying is if you bring in uh, a level one or a level two, you're going to get more for that than if you were to uh, to, to turn in uh, like a rank four or rank five. The rank four and rank fives have been reduced. Um, Reaper's Bones reputation. While Reaper's Chests and Reaper's Bounties remain unchanged, the reputation earned when cashing in all other treasure with the Reaper's Bones has now been reduced. And that kind of goes into uh, the, the, the aspect of, of using the Reaper's Bones as the PvP faction. That's where you should be earning most of your, your rewards and reputation is through actually fighting, not, not going out and grabbing a bunch of treasure and then taking it all to the Reaper's Bones. Um, with ending an emissary session, the golden reputation awarded when ending an emissary session via the voting table has now been reduced across all emissary grades and trading companies. So the the amount of gold that you were getting beforehand uh, and the reputation that you were getting beforehand, all of that has been just slashed. So expect lower returns for that. Uh, Reaper's Bone Emissary Grade Progression. As a Reaper Bone Emissary, acquiring loot will be slightly less effective at advancing Emissary Grade. However, acquiring other crew's Emissary Flags and defeating other Emissaries remain as effective as ever. So again, that goes back to being more of the PvP faction. Athena Fortune uh, Emissary Grade Progression. As an Emissary of Athena's Fortune, crews will now be required to perform more actions to advance their Emissary Grade. I'll get into that in a little bit later. Uh, Athena's Fortune Emissary Quest, the Athena's Fortune Emissary Quest earned at grade 5 will now require crews to sail for longer distances to earn their legendary reward. So have you flown uh, or done any of the Athena's Fortune Emissary stuff yet? Okay, so funny story. I totally forgot about it um, <laughs> and I definitely got it. But then I just left the server and then I realized oh, no. afterwards and I was like, oh, no. Oh. And then last night we finished one up and then just when we were about to go do it, um, not only did it give us uh, things decently far apart, like it says, but it gave us plunder. And I hate that island. <laughs> so, um, plunder, plunder. Yeah. Can be we, ended up, uh, we ended up battling a brig uh, that circled us for a bit and then sank themselves. So. That was really... I never have actually gotten to do it. It's, 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 I'd love to, <laughs> but I don't... It feels a little strange after you're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not... Um, 
I, I've like forgotten so once and not gotten to the second time. If if listeners weren't there, it was it was actually really funny because you were trying to you were trying to be good and get off at a reasonable time because you knew you had to be up early. Oh, last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as the sprig was sailing up, uh, you guys were kind of circling around, planning on on kind of turning in the little bit of loot that you you still had left. And they somehow managed to get on fire. And as they were curving around Plunder Outpost, they just sank. And it was the they sank themselves. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. And there was like there was some speculation, like maybe they had logged off and it was a fifteen minute timer. And you had commented about, well, how did they turn around the island? And it's like, well Yeah, like someone had to have turned around that island because they started on the, the west side going around the north end in a clockwise motion. So someone had to turn them that final turn, but they didn't put the fire out. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking it's either one of two things. It's either a ghost ship and we just didn't know it. Or the Kraken had its tentacles and it was just kind of like steering it very gently. Uh, and, and as soon as it caught fire. It was Karen. Yeah. She was, she was just moving the ship around just to kind of toy. It was like a. She stalks me. You know? Yeah. It, you saw her today. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured, figured it might have been Karen, kind of like a, a kid with a toy boat in a bathtub, just kind of messing with you guys. Um, but it, it was a, it was a good stream regardless. Um, so that was fun, yeah. I've, I've went and uh uh ran a couple emissaries i've i went and did it with some friends a while back uh shortly shortly after the update and it was pretty simple we we managed to load into a server with a few ships uh because we had a lot of us playing that night and we went and decided to uh run a couple athena missions to kind of test things out so we did one of those thieve havens uh athena run and once yep, same. yeah once once we hit level five with the grade we gathered up all of our treasure and then we went and turned it all in and we picked up our our repeatable quest and lowered our flag and then once we lowered our flag we put it back up as a level one went and did the bonus emissary quest and the bonus emissary quest got us back up to level five so we took that treasure ah. And we cashed it in at rate rank five, picked up another bonus emissary quest because it's repeatable, lowered our flag, got the bonus for the for lowering our flag, re-raised our flag as a level one, went and did the emissary quest again and got back up to level five. And it was now is this post um, post update? No, no, no. Post yesterday. No, this this, this oh, was okay. prior to the update. And that's that's one of the things that really has pushed a lot of people in Athena from 10 to 20 fairly quickly. Yeah. Within the first couple of weeks, I'd never would have thought that anyone could have gotten rank 20 or level 20 in Athena's uh, that quickly. That quickly. Yeah. Cause I, when the game first came out, I was, uh, let's see, pirate legend by July. And I didn't hit Athena 10 until November. And a lot of that was just negligence on my part, but also I got burnt out on running Athena's missions. Um, but ever since the Fort of the Damned and the Thieves' Haven, it's been easier and easier than ever to earn reputation for Athena's fortune. And add that to the bonus emissary quest and the different pieces that you can get, plus the bonus from the emissary flag. It feels like level, level 20 Athena doesn't quite have that long-term grind that Athena 10 did. And I, I, I wanted to, to bring this up with you 
to kind of see how you feel about it because a lot of folks uh, kind of commented about how you know this really doesn't matter. It's it's a personal thing. It just depends on how people feel about it, and you know if they want to grind it, then they can. And why why should it matter how fast they hit it? And the the one response that I saw that kind of uh, from Golden Sands Outpost, I think they commented really well on this. They said the longer it takes for people to get max level ensures uh, that people will still be playing the game. And once people hit max level, they usually check out and they go hop on another game like Gears Tactics or something. So I wanted to see kind of do you have like a personal idea of, of where you kind of expected people to be uh, a couple weeks into the game? Like, were you expecting people to be capped out or, or how do you feel about long grinds for reputation? After the update? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I, you're talking to, a uh, ex hardcore wow player. I mean, I, 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 I know what grinding levels is, mm-hmm. you know? Um, honestly, I feel I was, I was kind of like, I was a little disappointed that people were already at 20. Yeah. Um, I did feel that it should have been, and they did make that change. It's just that a lot of people already hit it. Yeah. Um, using the method that you said, um, which is fine. But I do feel like it needs to be a little bit of a, um, I do feel like it needs to be a little bit of a, more of a, a, a like an achievement to get there. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm taking my time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's looking at the changes that were made. I I'm right there with you. I, we tested it out to see how well that, that loop worked. And it's a, it was a pretty good loop and I could definitely see why a lot of people were using it. It's one of those things where I definitely feel like it should have been um, uh, a, a much longer grind for for others because that was that's kind of the fun. That's what I loved about World of Warcraft. Anytime there's a new expansion, there's that new level cap, and and part of the fun is is going out and experiencing that content, see what they've crafted for us, and then actually seeing you know the the the, the satisfaction that you get when you actually hit it. I remember right. Hitting level fifty with the original trade companies was was super tough, and when you hit it, it was such a, a an amazing bit of satisfaction. And that I, I wonder if maybe I, I don't see how that would be diminished for anyone coming into the game now because they had no frame of reference for what it used to be like. But I definitely feel uh, kind of mixed because I I don't I don't wish anyone to have to go out and grind the animals that I had to grind to get to 50 in merchant alliance but at the same time that that built a lot of uh experience in in stories right I mean I'm back to the point where no one's allowed to turn mermaid gems into anything but merchant cuz I know that I won't go out and get them oh nice <laughs> you know yeah like so you've already got um, it set out <laughs> yeah that was that was and like merchant was the one where i didn't i didn't do merchant i know people love merchant but i'm not one of those um <laughs> i ended up i ended up being one of the people that did buy my last level of merchant i'm not gonna lie i okay so i i let me let me get out <laughs> right ahead of what you did totally fine because back when that first came out the way to get doubloons was only by doing content so when you were taking time away from doing 
grinding for for levels and stuff like that and you were actually experiencing like build rad updates and stuff there's a uh, a reward a risk and a reward with that like you were earning doubloons in lieu of getting reputation so it only makes sense that you have the opportunity to buy back some of that time using doubloons instead of grinding out animals so as far as i'm concerned uh you're making me feel really good thank you no that's <laughs> That's totally my rationalization for it because it, it's true. Like you, I love it. You wanted to, yeah. you wanted to play the game. They were putting out content for you. You should have had every every right to feel like you could without feeling penalized by taking time away from grinding out Merchant Alliance. So the reward for that was doubloons, and you could either buy uh, doubloons and cosmetics if you wanted to, and you could have that stuff for later on, or you could uh, put it towards a level. And if you wanted to do it for a level, then that was just recouping the time that you spent doing an event to help support the game and help bring content to the to the community. And instead of spending, you know, one stream grinding out gold skeleton or gold uh, chickens, you went out and shot yourself up to do skeleton thrones or got killed multiple times by gunpowder skeletons. Like it's it's so it's so interesting how some people have this kind of preconceived notion that buying levels is uh, taking away from the the value that you that you have because it, it, you still have to earn that currency. You, you can't just magic it like ancient coins. You know, you can't pay for that currency. Right. It's not something for nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, back then when I did hit it, it was when was it? Um, when did I hit Pirate Legend? Oh, yeah. It had to be around November 2018, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Right after TwitchCon. Oh, okay. Because it was Captain Ash who helped me get there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, so, so far, as far as Emma series, I've only done Reapers and I've only done Athena's. Like, I haven't even touched the other ones. Yeah. So, I don't even know the dynamic on, like, uh, a merchant emissary. Yeah. But I'm sure people who like that like them, right? They do. And that's that's actually what I've I've loved about the emissaries is that having new levels to grind out and having a new emissary system and having costumes tied into that with uh with with new levels and new and new ship liveries, you really start to see uh, a lean to people who like to go for certain ones. I've got a buddy who's already 65 at least in Merchant Alliance, and he does that on the side when he's when he has time to go solo merchant crates and or cargo runs and that's because when we hop on with our with our normal crew we usually go out as reapers because we've got a bigger crew we can sustain a uh, ship better we can we can fight better uh we have more backup and stuff so he's looking to doing what he can on his own and merchants is a, a quick way to grab a couple crates toss them in the ship go deliver them and then work on his emissaries uh that way whereas um Thor von Blitz is a huge fan of Merchant Alliance in general, so he's he's loving the fact that he can lean into that that lore and that 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 uh, role play. So having the emissaries has been great to see like where people lie. Like we're we're gonna get back to that point where people either had gold hoarder liveries or they had the the rogue sea dog set or they had the admiral set for their ship liveries because they cost so much and gold was so hard to get that 
you really had to make that choice on what kind of cosmetic you wanted to put on your ship and you had to discuss it with your crew because you had to decide like what missions you were going to go run so seeing an admiral out there on the seas uh shortly after launch who have you know done nothing but chickens and, and snakes and pigs was crazy you you thought that they were mad for trying to want to go do that yeah, no, totally. I mean, I, I, and I it's funny because I, I know Thor loves merchant, and it's like I'm, I'm one of those people that like I can't do it. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it's an interesting point that you made. How even the different play styles. Let's say you know you have a couple hours, and and or your friends aren't around, so you're playing solo. Like, does that change what what emissary you may run on? How maybe uh, one emissary may. Uh, lean towards like a different scenario or a different group of people that you play with um, yeah. or different time that you're playing. That's really, really interesting. Cause you know what, maybe I will try it out when I'm solo. Maybe I'll dedicate a stream to it, <laughs> you know, yeah, that sort of thing. And I love that. Um, they're giving us this opportunity. I think, I think it's an uh, out of, they hit this one out of the park in general, I, I believe. Yeah, they were, they really did this. This whole update has been, a really like I know they I know last year they really kind of put a, a, a capstone on the whole the whole game and said, hey, this is a fresh new coat of paint. This is the anniversary edition. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. And a whole new world is kind of opened up and you're going to get to fly around on a magic carpet and find out what true love is. Uh, this has felt like it's just kind of one up to the game. Like we, we had all the tall tales. The tall tales have been coming steadily throughout the year. Now we get to kind of relive the 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 joys of of grinding out levels and going out and treasure matters and stuff like that. And I I absolutely love it. It's it's such a good update for this. Um, we we have some comments that I wanted to dive into about all this that come from other than us though. Uh, so on the Sea of Thieves forums, Mike Chapman wrote a, a very nice blog post, um, kind of discussing the, the, the thoughts behind why Rare decided to do some of these changes. And I wanted to kind of read some of these out uh, verbatim so that while, you know, anecdotally, our conversation about this has been good, I wanted to have kind of word from, from the actual studio, kind of why they decided to make these changes, because a lot of people may be upset about these because it may slow the pace of, of their leveling and they may not like that. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit harder, especially if you're so close to, to capping out. But Mike Chapman go, comes in and says uh, they're they're implementing these following uh, uh, changes to the to the game for these reasons. Uh, standard loot items will now be worth a quarter of their original reputation value to the Reaper's bones, but the gold remains unchanged. So if you were upset that you weren't going to be earning as much through uh, regular loot through Reaper's bones the gold is still going to be fine. It's just the reputation that's getting changed. Uh, Athena's loot has been reduced to half their reputation value to the Reaper's bones, ensuring that legendary steals are still perceived as more valuable, which really means a lot considering after a certain point, not many people are going to be running those compared to the other ones. Uh, and again, with that, the gold remains unchanged. And in fact, I think 
I think with the majority of these changes, all of them tied directly to the reputation earned as a, as opposed to the actual gold value. So you'll still get the money for it. You just, ha it'll take a little bit longer. So like Ashen Tombs, Ashen Keys, if you didn't know, you could turn those in uh, to, to the Reaper's Bones. Those reputations are going to be reduced by half. The Gifts and Ragbone Crates also have been reduced by half. And the reapers uh chests the box of wondrous secrets and the gold hoarder skull still keep uh as the most valuable item or loot items to the reaper's bones so it you know, you may have been doing the Fort of the Damned to get reputation quickly. You can go do Shores of Gold and bring the Gold Hoarder Skull to Reaper's Bones and turn it in, which is a crazy lore concept in my head based on. Oh my god! Who's? Can we do that? Yeah, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know you could turn in a box of Wondrous Secrets to oh Reaper's Bones. You and I should sail, and we need to see a science. <laughs> this. I'm sorry. That sounds like fun. I would. I would love to be able to find one of those guys and then see what we get for it. How much reputation you earn? Because we're about the same level, actually. Um, lower level emissary flags are worth more reputation and gold compared to their original value, something I mentioned before, while the grade four and grade five flags have been reduced. Uh, as while we still want these to be the most rewarding, they were excessively high given how we were seeing players play at that scale. And this kind of ties into the idea of it being easier to get to grade five. Uh, they've tried to reduce that so it's harder to get to grade five. So you're not going to see as many grade fives out there on the seas. And in response, they've tried to boost up the lower level flags to kind of uh, uh, make sure that, you know, if you see a low level flag, they're still going to be worth getting uh, compared to a, a higher level flag where you, you shouldn't ignore the grade ones or the grade twos. The grade progression for Reaper's Bones will now take longer if you're relying on loot items, roughly 25% more, which isn't that bad, honestly, uh, to get to grade five. Um, and unlock the special ability to reveal the emissaries on the ship map, something I still think is amazing. Uh, the, the idea of this is, is mostly just that they're trying to get people to actually go out and fight others. Um, I think one of my crew members, or not one of my crew members, one of my friends in the Discord uh, he said how they went out to the Fort of the Damned, who had Reaper grade five up, uh, two brigs. They sank the brigs, left the, left the the flags because they just they they were sick of seeing the the people grinding out Fort of the Damned. So they they just wanted to ruin their their bonus reputation for that, um, and and kind of force them oh. into PvP. And it's one of those things where. Um, Craig, Craig was on last week and, and he said that, you know, he, he's less PVP, more PVE. And while it may take a little bit longer, it, it still tries to retain some of that, that kind of innate nature of the Reaper's bones. They, they're designed to be that kind of PVP faction. And, uh, the whole goal of it is to try and, and try and build better pirates, try and build pirates who are, are capable of handling themselves. And if you're going out and flying Reaper's Bones without fear of being attacked uh, or, or going out and actively attacking, attacking it kind of, at least for me, it goes against what my idea of what Reaper's Bones should be about, which is training pirates to be better at fighting. Uh, right. I agree 100%. Because like, okay, I'm, I'm never going to act like I'm good at PvP because I'm mediocre at best. But I have, since the the uh, emissary came out, I have tucked my first. I had 
stolen my first <laughs> Athena's. Oh, um, nice. There's been so many firsts, <laughs> you know, and like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like a pushover. I will fight and I will probably kill you. Like, yeah. I'm just more of a ship mom. That's my thing. <laughs> but I have, it's been, it's been opening up a lot more of the game to me. And I know a lot of others have said that too. If you check in with Craig again, he was just tweeting out the other day. Wow. This is like, I'm attacking ships for like the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, um, it's definitely, and you won't get better at PVP unless you do it. Yep. And that's, that's fact. So this is definitely bringing a lot of people out of their shells. And I think maybe the people who are dominating PVP may be quite surprised by the skill that all the non-PVPers are now learning. And they might find it a little bit less easy to just pick on people. So I think it'll bring a lot of more roundness. Like, yeah. is that the correct word? Yeah. To the game. Yeah. It, it kind of, it makes it a little, that, that equilibrium between people who don't usually PVP and the people who always PVP a little bit closer, there's going to be a smaller gap in them. I'm looking forward to that. Exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a great way to kind of make sure, because I think that's one of the biggest gripes with uh, people that like to PVP more is, is that there aren't good fights on the seas. And a lot of that's because there's such that disparity. And I think Reaper's Bones gives uh, a lore-based kind of authorized way or reason to go out and actually fight. So having a reason or having a goal in mind to do that kind of takes you out of that mindset where it's like, okay, well, if I get into a fight, here are the things that I can do to get out of it or get my treasure. Whereas this is like, go out, get other people's treasure, get other people's flags because it's sanctioned. And that's just something that I think across the board is, has done wonders for the game and for other players. And I'm really happy to hear more people getting into fights on purpose as opposed to dealing with fights that they didn't that they didn't hope for. I've even been picking fights when I'm so <laughs> just for practice, you know, <laughs> to see if I can hey, I sank a galleon solo the other day for players. I was proud. Nice. Sure, I kamikazed into them and my ship sank too, but it didn't matter because I killed them all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's all about learning. And I think that that's what's amazing. Like, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I I would love, would like I wish I can go back kind of and see and log in on a day one Sea of Thieves and then kind of log in now. Like, would you think similarly, like Maybe that's not the right question. I'm not good at these questions, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it, it's just, it's just come so far. Like, it's incredible. Cause I know you were uh, like a, a launch player as well. Yeah. I, I would love to, the, it, it, if I could erase my memory and go and, and start the game now and kind of pick it up and see like how, how it plays, how it feels and stuff like that. I've, I've actually had folks, um, neon velocity. He uh, he's a, a friend of a friend from another discord, which is is kind of a, a weird way to put it. But uh, he rated me as a result of a friend on Twitch and has been a big gears player. But he was out playing Sea of Thieves the other day and I was uh, I wasn't streaming and I wasn't playing. I was just kind of watching Twitch for once and watching him play through the Shroud Breaker was in, it was really interesting because he he didn't. It, like it, it's not intuitive just how to actually go about reading the quests or reading the books and kind of understanding like what was next. And this is, this is someone who 
still trying to get get their sea legs uh, with what what the ship is, how the ship works, how to sail around, stuff like that. He had played at launch very lightly and then left it till now. And getting onto the basically what I what I wanted to do is I got onto a ship and I tried to take care of the ship and make sure that we didn't sink from anyone while acting as kind of like a in-game rare thief.com for him so that if if he felt like he was getting a little too straying a little too far from where he needed to be or if there was um something that he just it just wasn't clicking that i could kind of offer that little nudge and his overall sentiment with the game was is that it was really beautiful it was a lot to take in and that it was still an interesting game and i i kind of wonder if if i hadn't been playing from day one if maybe the game would be a little a little too much for me at this point like maybe maybe it would be a little too much going on i don't think so well uh, you know thank you for saying you're you're because here's the thing and and um, i'm sorry for interrupting but the beauty about sea of thieves is you can literally do anything so like well, yes, maybe a day one person goes in solo on a galley and sails around not knowing what's going on. But now there's the maiden voyage, which kind of gives them a little rundown on it now, yeah. um, which I think is great. And then also when you do get into the actual game, there are tutorials um, when you first start to do things. Um, also, I think adding the tall tales onto the map as well have kind of given more of a guide without um, containing the the player. I think the fact that there is so much and that the player is completely free, there's no main quest line. You can choose to do whatever side quest you want. There's no planned path of progression. Yeah. Um, You know, there is in the tall tale, but, um, you know, I think that's what makes it different is the fact that, well, yeah, it, it may seem kind of overwhelming, that beginning player can go and fish for two, three hours if they want to and like start off with their experience that way. They kind of are able to find what experience is the adventure in the game that they like best. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I, I know, I know that a lot of people, if I could ever have a recommendation for folks that are interested in playing the game, the best thing I can recommend is get in with a friend or someone who has been playing either through discord or Twitter or Xbox clubs or uh, party invites, things like that. Jump into a random crew where there's less uh, pressure to optimally perform and just play around and, and get used to stuff. Uh, you know, every, everyone kind of expects an open crew that it's going to be, kind of cats running around running the ship and, and there's not really going to be a whole lot of uh direction so i uh, you, and you bring up a good point because i forget about these two the the tutorials on screen definitely help even uh if if they're if, if you're not used to seeing them um i would love to see more people who haven't visited the game in a certain time span uh, who have played the game, like say at launch and, and then they, they left for whatever reason and are coming back, they aren't automatically kicked into that maiden program or maiden voyage uh, uh, setting. They are dropped into the, the main game. And I think if there's a large enough gap that there should be some sort of pop-up that says, hey, things have changed. Would you like to jump into the maiden voyage and, and kind of get used to the game again? 
and then if you you can decline it if you if you feel like you're good or you're jumping in with someone else but at least give someone who hasn't played in the last i want to be able to do the maiden voyage with a friend <laughs> yeah me too i would love to <laughs> that's my biggest thing because <laughs> i wanted to do it with my with, with my one of my mods i wanted to do the maiden voyage with them um and then we both tried to get in. And I was like, oh, no, it's solo. Yeah. <laughs> because like you said, encouraging someone. And it is a responsibility of the players who have been in the game a little bit to kind of take the newer players under their wing. Some do it with the end of their sword or Bundy. <laughs> but, you know, um, it'd be cool if we could do uh, like a duo, um, you know, maiden voyage and have like maybe a friend in there with you. But I also understand, you know, the kind of solo exploration that that is kind of required when you're just getting into a game as well not wanting to have someone overwhelming you with look at this look at this you could do this you could do this you know that sort of thing the maiden voyage is perfect for that too that's one of the things that i think i love the most about maiden voyage was just having the time and uh knowing that i wasn't going to be attacked by anyone that i could just kind of wander that island looking around observing kind of understanding how things interact it teaches you a lot about uh you know like pulley systems and rowboats and fishing and equipment that you may not kind of naturally come across until later on in your normal voyages and and seeing the main voyage offer these up to people through a, a, a natural kind of uh, revealing as you kind of run around that island and kind of discover stuff. I want to play it again now that I keep talking about it. I really want to jump in there. Same. I, I have literally dedicated entire streams to exploring that island. Yeah. No joke. It's it's because it's there's so many cool things. I, I really love it. It's it's definitely and the fact that there's gold hidden there. The 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 hidden gold mm -hmm. room. And it gives you a nice little yeah. Wait, well we don't want to spoilers. <laughs> there's gold. That's all people need to know. There's a reason to go in there. You do get cosmetics, I think. Uh, do you? Yeah, I think you do. Isn't there cosmetics tied to that tall tale? He can't remember. Gives you he gives you like your gun and all the beginning sailor stuff. Yeah, but wasn't there? Was it the pirate lord's jacket that you get when you do everything? Oh man, I'm blanking. I can't believe I'm it. not the person. Sorry. No, no. I, I think there is. Uh, you, you, folks, you, you'll you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty certain that there's a, a, a cosmetic tied into when you complete all the commendations for the uh, the tall tale and that. But um, yeah, it's such a such a, a great. I don't even remember how we got on this conversation. How did we get on that? Uh, we were just talking about how much we love the game. Well, we were talking about what Mike was saying about. Oh the, yeah, uh, that's right. Um, but yeah, that was that's. For the most part, that's the the patch notes and in, in why they did it. Uh, it's all pretty straightforward, and I think a lot of people kind of understand where Rare's coming from, especially after seeing a lot of the uh, the social um, reveals of people hitting max level uh, shortly after launch who aren't Prodigy X um, or Sniper Named G. So. I think the main thing that has kind of come in as a result of this update is they did fix a few of the searching the seas issues that people were running into and kind of tried to increase the overall stability with the uh, servers for PC players as well. It was getting kind of kind of janky there for a second. Um, was there anything that you wanted to touch on that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, just that I'm really honored to have been asked on this. I mean, I, I with the... Um you're talking about with the the uh, the emissaries. 
right. anything in general. If there's if there's something you want to dive into that's been that's been bugging you about Sea of Thieves that you're like, I've got the ear of the the devs for once. Black dog dress. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all they want. <laughs> Rare, come on. Um, it's 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 one thing. Um, and kilts. People have been asking for kilts. Mm. Um, yes. But notice everything I'm asking is cosmetic. Um, honestly, I'm one of those people that I never really get um, mad or like, oh, I want this, do this now as far as um, dev changes. Mm-hmm. I think that they really do listen to what the community is doing. And then they take what's good and what changes actually are feasible. And then they apply it. I'm like super, they're amazing to me. And the changes that they made to MSRE were 100% needed. Um you could tell the difference between the days of playing. Yeah. And, you know, it took a full, it took finishing a full Thieves Haven uh, run in order to get level five. And that was with extra things found. Yeah. Um, and that's how it should be. And I think that, um, you know, the fact that they're generating more desire for PvP is wonderful. Everything that we've said, really. Um, I will always support the devs and... Um, it's not like I'm fangirling or anything. It's like it's when it's like when you have parents and like they do things and to take care of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but you may not always know why or understand why. And it's like I just appreciate how rare, rare it will always um, do what's best for the community at heart. And I really do believe that. And um, yeah, it was just like everything with this new update. It it brought a new, a new like kind of love, and it, you could tell that they put care into it. That's that's what I'm trying to say. You could tell that there was care put into it and thought about how it would change our play our play dynamics. And I think it's wonderful, especially for even new people and old people from launch and people who are just picking up the game now. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm totally fangirling about this game as usual, but I don't have to I don't have to tell that to anyone that's listening to this. You should already know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I I think that's gonna do it. Netflix says that it thinks uh, I will probably enjoy the movie Mortal Kombat. They're a hundred percent right, and I'm tempted to go watch that after I do Maiden's Voyage. Ooh. So Freyline, I think that's gonna do it for the show. Um, I wanted to thank you for for joining me. I know that that you've been up a while and that you haven't had a whole lot of food today. So I wanted to make sure i get you out of here uh under an hour and a half and and let you get back to your day because i know you wanted to stream later tonight and where can people find you on stream uh that would be twitch.tv slash freyline um you could also find me on twitter it's just freyline underscore and instagram but primarily uh twitch and i stream uh wednesday through saturday um usually like 8 p.m to whenever i try to go to bed early but you know um and then saturdays i try to do like an all-day type thing and uh yeah thank you so much i'm so honored to have been asked to come on the show i mean my pleasure i'm a huge fan and uh thank you (laughs) just just to be able to share how much i love sea of thieves how much i love the community how much i love how giving the community is to charity and how amazing of an opportunity it's been to be able to um really bring the community together with these charity events and um we actually are are going to be uh doing another huge takeover at the end of the month uh for saint jude um there's going to be another uh really cool riddle type event on the 16th and 
then again on the 30th and 31st we're doing a huge takeover and the signups for that are going to be put out on twitter and um all on the hearts of gold discord so we're opening it up to everybody if you uh feel like you want to make a difference and you want to help raise money for saint jude doesn't matter if you're a broadcaster doesn't matter um if you're large small whatever um you know anybody can help so thank you awesome thank you so much for joining me and i'm going to have links to all of that in the show notes so if you were listening to this and you thought man i want to visit that on break or when i get home from driving i'm going to have her links in the show notes so that you can click over there make sure to follow like subscribe smash that something or other and do the thing with the bell because that's ship spell yeah <laughs> all, all those things that i don't know anything about because i'm a bad streamer but i'm an excellent podcaster and pirates that's going to do it for this episode. As always, I'm going to have a little bit of a closing note just to kind of make sure that you guys get the the, the I's and T's crossed and dotted. And uh, I will see you all on the other side. Freyline, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And thanks again to Freyline for joining me on this episode to talk about charities, to talk about uh, cosmetics, all these things that we are, are kind of getting in touch with and exploring in Sea of Thieves. Uh, as always, I, I look for your feedback on this. I really enjoy reading it. And uh, thank you again to the folks that have sent stories. Uh, Dread Pirate Doug and I are making some progress on our secret project, and we have kind of hammered out the outline of what we want to do with it and it's it's going to be fun so i do want to keep getting those stories in from you so we can have those for the special project uh, you can always send those to me at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com you can always um, dm me them on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always join the discord the show notes have the link to the discord you can always join the discord get familiar with some of the other pirates that have their stories in there as well and just sail sail around with other people we've been talking about a lot of other games coming out obviously um i've got the script made up for a shore leave episode that i'm going to be recording fairly shortly uh, hopefully to come out this week and um i'm trying to think there's oh there's a new uh set of t-shirts that are going to be coming out in the near future uh depending on whether or not um whether or not I can get the okay from that, I have commissioned uh, one of the artists that you guys should be familiar if you're on Twitter or Reddit, you might have seen uh, his work. And I'm commissioning him to do something that is kind of an inside joke for the podcast. And if you want to know more, Mina Ferry is the one on Discord. She knows uh, about it and uh, will probably spill the beans if you ask her. So keep that in mind. Um, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, anything you you can do to share the podcast or to bump it up with ratings likes, subscribes all that stuff um, that will always help kind of get the word out to more pirates so if you want to stay up to date with the news if you want to hear from more community members hear your stories hear uh, your thoughts uh, talk uh, told back to me kind of like I did with the, the poll on Twitter I I would love that I would really appreciate it and as always it, it means a lot to me to to know that you guys care about the podcast getting out there to other people because it, it helps keep the community thriving it helps keeping people uh, updated on what's going on as much as possible and I think that's going to do it thank you again pirates I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves